Howdy friends, and welcome to another episode of the Peony Podcast. My name is Natalie, and I am founder of the Peony Collective and host of this damn podcast episode. And today I am joined by one of my best friends, one of the most intuitive people I know, one of the smartest people I know. I met her in high school. We didn't really rekindle until later in our early 20s, but hi, Jess. Hi, Nat. That is so sweet. You're so kind. Did you like that intro? I did. That was so sweet. Thank you. What should we talk about today? <sighs> um, so the reason I have you on is because of your brain. It's very left and right in the sense that you're super artsy. And you're also very good at science, math, all that stuff. And I think your college journey has been interesting. I think your relationships are interesting. So I want to talk about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I would love to talk. Um, What would you like to get started with? Tell me about straight out of high school, what were your goals? So... Ever since I was a young girl, I always wanted to be a doctor, just like my dad. And throughout high school, I was in a pre-med program and had just begun that journey early in life. And coming out of high school and going to UCSB, I had that as my plan for the first three years before my life kind of took a new direction and I was just thrown on this journey that brought me to where I am today. What made you choose UCSB? UCLA was my dream school and I was waitlisted. So it was heartbreaking, I cried. (laughs) My little sister was waitlisted as well. Oh really? Yeah, that was the only school she didn't get into and she was, she too cried. Yeah, it was a bummer. I was, I was sad because I felt like I had put in all of this hard work in high school, but It ended up working out for the best because I ended up going to UCSB, which ended up being my dream school that I didn't even know was my dream school. And it was right on the high, it was um, right on the beach and it was fun. It was a great time. I had a nice work-life balance being there and it was cool to kind of experience the college town and uh, it is a sports school. We had a Division One soccer team, and I got to be a part of the cheerleading team there. So oh my god! Just... Wait, I don't think I knew that. Really? Yeah, that's so fun. You are such a little pep in your step cheerleader. <laughs> um, was the party scene big at UCSB? Like, did you party a ton? The party scene was definitely big. I would say that I was on the lesser moderate partier because, you know, there are some, <laughs> yeah. some people are wilding in their life. So yeah, I definitely, you know, had my fair share. It was a good time. So what were you studying when you were at UCSB? I was a biology major for three years. And after my third year, transferred to Chapman University and Tried to transfer my credits, but had a really hard time because they didn't want to accept some of my classes. So I ended up switching my major and choosing strategic and corporate communication, which was really Mm. cool because it kind of gave me some insight into branding 
and um, kind of just a different angle of viewing life altogether, just a completely different lens. So it ended up being really fortunate that I switched my major and studied that and kind of had this time that I was exploring other careers and other facets of my personality. And yeah, it was just a really awesome redirection for me. I really like that you studied something so science-minded for three years and then switched into something so communication-minded. Um, did you like studying communications more than biology? Did you prefer one over the other? Or was it just they were both so different you were happy to learn everything? I was happy to learn all of it. Mm -hmm. I've always been someone who loves learning. I've always been a little dweeb and loved the books. I've always loved the sciences. And I've always had a little creative side and just loved to doodle and sketch and draw and then got into painting later in life. And so it's really just been something that I've been working on since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really honed in on it for some time and really developed as an artist. And I'm hoping to just like get better later in life. And yeah. So I know you mentioned that you were in a club at Chapman. How do you manage all of that? I know you just recently graduated as well, so congratulations. But thank you. How do you manage how did you manage having a social life and being a part of groups on campus and also being a student for a rigorous subject, a rigorous uh major? Oh, and don't even get me started with COVID nineteen. Oh, I'm sure that just through the biggest, I know it, through the biggest wrench in everyone's, in everyone's plan. Absolutely. So it was tough. It was really tough. I'm not going to lie. I think I had spread myself too thin and it did start to compensate other areas of my life, like my social life, my time for self-care, my time for mental health. Mm -hmm. um, I started doing yoga and that became something that helped me cope and helped me to make sure that I took some time to just relax and unwind and found it to be so effective and ended up going into a yoga teacher training to become certified myself because I hope to help others learn how to manage you know their stress and still make time to care for themselves because it's so important and sometimes we don't even realize that we're feeling lousy and it's compensating other areas of our life. I'm just thinking about, you're so uh, well-rounded. Do you like Eastern medicine or like holistic medicine or strictly Western based? If you have a preference, if you want to say, because I know you love yoga and so much, you put so much emphasis on taking care of your mind as well as your body, you know? Absolutely. Everything that I believe in is integrative. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to preserve traditions. I think we need to have alternative medicine, but I also believe that secular medicine is needed as well. Mm -hmm. So, sorry for this long pause. <laughs> no, don't be. I, I feel you. So how do you incorporate yoga and journaling and meditation into your day-to-day -day life? Like, walk me through that. You're a trained yoga instructor. You have pretty, you're pretty disciplined, which is one of the reasons I think you and I connect so well. Um, we can be 
really disciplined and we can also like let loose. Absolutely. So walk me through how you incorporate all the things that keep your mind right into your day. Normally I wake up early and the first thing I do is get some sunlight. I try to avoid my cell phone first thing in the morning, at least for 30 minutes. I'll make some coffee or go grab some and I'll journal outside for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, as long as I feel I need, you know, within reason to just feel like I am starting the day on the right foot, mm-hmm. especially when I have a list of things to do. I am most effective, most productive, and most efficient when my mind is just cleared and I'm focused. So that, that part of my day is really sacred. My mornings and my nights, getting ready for bed, they're very sacred to me. And they are when I make sure... Yeah, just remove that. Just <laughs> yeah, just carry on. <laughs> no, we're not removing it. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's good. It's okay. good. The raw, the real, and the relevant. No, okay. the other morning I woke up. I had I've been sleeping like garbage lately. Um, I saw Same. TikTok. <laughs> I saw TikTok of this Italian man looking at like a little ratatouille cartoon, and he goes you garbage rat. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever, but judging by the look on your face, it's not funny at all. Anyways, (laughs) I've been sleeping like garbage lately. (laughs) And I woke up really late the other morning and excuse me, I woke up at like six and I was like, you know what? I stop. (laughs) I woke up at six and I was like, you know what? I just have to go back to bed. So I rest my eyes and I wake up and it's 1130 in the morning and I'm like, oh, I jump out of bed. I start running around my house and my whole day was like really messed up. I felt so out of place. I felt so like I just couldn't catch up on my schedule. And so my point of all of that is that I agree with you. Like my mornings are so important to me. My nights, I don't really give a shit about. Like my <laughs> night, I'm just gonna like, ah, whatever. Like I have to wash my face. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That skincare routine. <laughs> do you do a like night meditation journaling routine? I mean, sometimes I journal at night if I don't in the morning, but no, not really. I, I don't meditate too often. Mm-hmm. It's so mentally taxing. And honestly, for some people, it might be not there has been research that has shown negative effects Hmm. of meditation on some mental states so I believe it I was just doing an Instagram live before you came over about how when I first like heard about meditation and my head like I had to sit outside in a field like in complete Mm -hmm. silence like I don't know what I thought but I thought that that wasn't gonna work for me and now the way I meditate is like in the mornings I put on jazz music and I sit outside and the sunshine. And I just call that my meditation because that's my time of peace. Absolutely. I think that that's kind of what makes people stray away from these practices is that they think it's so intense. Right. (laughs) Because it is so hard. Meditation is so hard and we throw it around, but this is a very traditional practice. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. And a lot of it has been practice among like ascetics oh totally it's definitely become so trendy totally you know there are monks that actually do this live this live this exactly so 
I think it's thrown around very lightly. And I think that the point is to create a space for yourself mm -hmm. to be present and to just be mindful and appreciate, you know, what's going on right here and right now. So one of the things that I really struggled with when I started the Peony Collective is, you know, I had an idea of what the Peony was going to be. And of course, when you're just starting something out and it's all an idea in your head, things change. And when those changes happened, I immediately felt like a failure. Even to this day, when a change happens that isn't planned, I feel like I failed. So I had all these ideas for the peony, and I actually found like a draft of my first page website on Kajabi, which is what I use to host my website. Shout out Kajabi. But it was so different from what the peony collective currently is. And I'm a firm believer in like, you have to try it to figure out what's going to work, what's not. Of course, things are going to change. If they're not, you're probably doing something really wrong. Like I've very rarely heard of someone just starting off with a billion dollar idea. You know, like you make adjustments to it. So my point of that whole speech is even to this day, after I've seen what happens when things change and it doesn't make me a failure, I still feel like that sometimes because I feel like I have an idea and I get stuck to it. Did you feel like that at all? Have you ever felt like that with, you know, having passion for two very different things or with school or just anything like that? Have you ever felt like shit because I made this change, I failed and then it worked out? Absolutely. I felt that way times a million. Right. <laughs> I had left my medical endeavor for something else and then felt like it wasn't for me, once I had gotten farther into it, I realized that there's skills that I appreciate, but they're not things that I would pursue or dedicate my life to. Mm -hmm. And kind of coming back into medicine, I, I felt like a failure. I totally did. And it took a while to just accept it and then learn to appreciate it and celebrate it mm -hmm. and realize that it ended up developing me in a way that I wouldn't have had I just like imagine if everything just went right all the time right like, you know imagine. no it would be chaos chaos it would be absolutely terrible someone asked me that today like I manifested something and it didn't come true and like now he's with another girl and my first response was well one you can't manifest someone like Jessica, I want you to fall in love with me. Like no matter how hard I try, I just <laughs> don't just think not it's, how it works. it's not going to work that way. But two, you don't, whatever you're manifesting isn't always what's meant to work out. You know, just because you're manifesting that you'll, you know, get a new dog tomorrow doesn't mean you should be getting a new dog tomorrow. And when your manifestations or your goals or whatever don't work out, I think that that's what's meant to be. Absolutely. I think a lot of people think to man, why do I say absolutely? <laughs> no, you don't, do you? I say right a lot. I'm always like, right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like it can be patronizing sometimes. Do you feel patronized? I feel like sometimes when I say it, it can be patronizing as well. So I think I we're know. just overthinking ourselves. Perhaps. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so... What were you saying? Failures. Do they make us or do they break us? 
make us definitely fine closing that subject up let's talk about friends let's talk about them oh what no go ahead no i was thinking about (laughs) what what are you thinking about what are you thinking about how do I know? How do I know everything in the deepest of my souls? How did I know exactly who you were thinking about? Oh my lordy lord. I'm so dead. Okay, let's talk about people okay. we're friends with. Let's talk about the evolution of friends. Listen, we laugh, we joke. You and I knew each other when we were 15 years old. Wild. Wild. And I we never would have thought we would end up being friends, let alone on a podcast together. Well, funny enough, the peony is what rekindled us. I reached out to you and was like, hey, I'm starting this community for female entrepreneurs. Like, do you want to be a part of my beta group? I was like, count me in. Yeah. So we went to high school together and throughout the years, I'm sure I've had quite a few friend groups, a few like base friends that have stuck around, but... With the changes that just regular life brings, you know, do your friends stick around? Do they fall out? How do you deal with friendships that don't work out? Is it just as painful as a breakup for you? How do you deal with a friendship like just kind of running its course or not fitting into your life? I mean, sometimes, of course, it's sad and it feels like a breakup, but... The way I see it is we're growing and we're evolving and we're moving forward. And a lot of us are just healing from traumas in our childhood. And Mm -hmm. if you can't keep up with me, if you can't keep up and I'm just trying to elevate, then you're from a past life. What I love about you is how you are so unbothered. I try and act really unbothered and sometimes I am and I'm getting so much better at it. Like the more self-love I have and just the more I focus on myself and become, uh, you know, more into what I'm doing, the less I care about what everyone else around me is doing. But friends are hard. I've struggled with girlfriends for years. I think you and I both have a big personality. I'm probably a bit more aggressive than you are. And I hate that word to describe myself, but... It's just accurate, but you're a driven, like, go-getter of a woman. You're beautiful. Thank you. Do you feel like girls treat you like shit because of it or no? You gotta just kill them with kindness. I really don't know what to say. I, I, you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. And you gotta just focus on yourself. And the more progress you make, the bigger your opponent that's just life. That's just how it is. Take it or leave it. That's just my philosophy. I want to do my best. If it is in line with my conscience and my morals and my values, that's the only thing that I'm loyal to. I'm not loyal to anything else. So I just feel like there are some things that are non-negotiable and sometimes you move on and sometimes people change and grow apart and that's just part of life. I'm with you on that one. So you wake up, you have nothing to do. No work, no school. What do you do? What's a day in the life of Jessica for fun? 
thankfully, because we are in SoCal, I will go to the beach and that's kind of my ideal day. I know we like to take our kombuchas to the beach and yes. just chill on the sand, listen to music and vibe out. And that's honestly my ideal day, like a sunny day out. But other than that, I like to just hang out with my friends, honestly. We, we go out to eat, we hang out at someone's house, anything really. <laughs> What's your weirdest passion or hobby? Like, you know, I'm obsessed with any type of like killer or conspiracy shows. Like that's one of my deepest passions, which people always find weird. Do you have <laughs> something peculiar for me? Um, hmm, you're catching me at a disadvantage. I've never thought about this before. Really? There's nothing obscure about you? <laughs> I mean, there are definitely things that are obscure. I wouldn't say that maybe they're passions. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't have a passion for conspiracies or crime, but I like the TV. <laughs> Just something that I really like. Yeah, there's nothing like, like a guilt politics like, like <laughs> just like a weird guilty anything a guilty pleasure the guilty pleasure grace and frankie okay forget it forget it let's go back to motivation that's where you're yeah, I'm really thinking like what's my guilty pleasure it's not appropriate you know what? You and me both, baby. I'm dead. Okay, we need to get back on track here. Okay. What would you tell your younger self? You see 15-year-old Jessica straightening her hair at our high school with our friends. I say, girl, you need to love yourself. <laughs> right? You need to love what your mama gave you. Did you have a boyfriend in high school? I did for two years. Or a year and a half. And then I went to college. We stayed together for another half year and then broke up. Did you feel ready for that? Like since you were in college and like, I feel like high school relationships, like my little sister is getting ready to go to school. She and her boyfriend just broke up and of course she's devastated. But I think that when she gets into college, she's going to be like, oh, that was such a high school relationship I'm on. It's just a new phase in your life, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're going to look back one day and just think we were so young, thinking we know it all. So where do you see the peony in five years? Someone asked me that this morning. Um, I see myself speaking at events. I see myself ho holding events. I just see the peony being a massive agency that creates courses, digital products. I see one-on-one -on -one coaching going big. Just everything I do now, but on a, a bigger scale. I'd like to streamline things a lot more and just continue creating products. I love entrepreneurship and it's something I'd like to do forever. So I just like to keep growing the peony until I feel like it's reached its max potential. I see that all for you. You are... <laughs> I was gonna be like, you are so capable. 
You are. I am you so are. capable. I you am. are. But then I was like, dude, tone it down. <laughs> no, don't tone it down. Tone it up. We love that. You are so capable. I see <laughs> all of it for you. Every bit of it. And I can't wait to experience all of it with you. What's your five-year plan? I mean, I have a pretty solid idea, but... Yeah, definitely. In five years, I'll be in medical school. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have an idea about what specialty or you don't want to say? I have an idea. I mean, I love lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a real passion for helping people meet basic health needs. I care a lot about health care and maintaining health care. But it's not to say that I don't want to be in anything critical care. I think maybe... If I could be in the ER sometimes, that would be cool too. Who knows? It'd be nice to get a, get a little thrill. But I think my true passion is helping people meet basic healthcare needs and recommending lifestyle change, giving medications for chronic diseases, even acute pain. Like, I really have a passion for everything. I can't wait to see you in a lab coat. Like when we go to your, is it a commencement ceremony? Yeah. I cannot wait if I'm invited. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Of course you are. Um, I think I, I really just find it so interesting as someone who is also very creative, but literally garbage, garbage, garbage rat at <laughs> math or science. I, I really admire meeting someone that is so talented in both. What's your favorite form of art expression if you had to choose one? You know, as much as I love painting and really complex things and, you know, as much as I love a masterpiece, I... Oh my God, Jess. I... Wow. I'm like complex. As much as I love a masterpiece. Who are you? Oh boy, okay, okay. I was making fun of myself when I said that. I guess I said really complex. Oh, I thought you were... You thought it was being I thought you were being serious, and I was like, whoa, why are you talking like that? Oh my god. I'm crying. No. A tear fell from my eye. Oh my god. You see? I do see. That was funny. So as much as you love a masterpiece. So as much as I love painting and seeing colors, I think my favorite is just a doodle. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's nothing funny about that. No, you're just so cute. Oh, me oh my. Holy cow. Are you afraid for the future? Are you nervous at all? Or do you just feel ready? Do you feel like you're where you're supposed to be? I'm not nervous. No. I just feel excited. And yeah, I just feel excited. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be here. That's how I think you know, at least for me, that you're in the right place. I still get nervous, of course, because my excitement feels like nerves a lot of the time, but whenever I feel scared, whenever I question something like, oh boy, don't know if that's going to work out in the future. 
it either didn't because it just wasn't meant to, or like I manifested that. I think it just wasn't meant to, you know, but I'm excited for you. I, although we, we didn't really stay in contact for the whole time we've known each other, 15 year old Jess to 22, 23 year old Jess, how old are you? 22. To 22 year old you has been such a transformation and you're just so well-rounded. I posted something today about like 2017, me and my medical career, like unhappy. And then 2020, like me happier than ever. And so many people were commenting saying like, I'm in the medical field too. And I have such a creative mind. I don't know how to exercise both. And that was really the main reason I, I wanted to have you on because you are able to exercise both. You live such a like happy, full life. And I think that's admiring. Thank you. I definitely think that God orders your steps and sometimes things don't work out, but they end up shaping you in some way that's going to help you reach your purpose. What advice do you have for me? I think you have so much potential, Nat. You don't even realize how much of a mastermind you really are. You're intuitive and you're creative and you're logical. And I think we get along because we share those three things in common and understand each other on a bit of a deeper level. And I want you to see yourself that way and to stay focused because you're going to reach some great heights. And I just want to see you there. If your friends don't talk to you like that, get new friends. Facts. If they don't, bye. If they don't hype you up like you're just everything, come to us because yeah. we will. We will be your friends. I love you. Thank you for being on. And where can we find you on social? My Instagram handle is at Jessica Babawi. You can follow me there or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening to the PE Podcast, and I'll talk to you guys next week.